0: Why don't you say an insightful, witty thing? A pithy thing.
1: A pithy thing. I think the fear of God is going to be the most important podcast of the 21st century. We're keeping that.
0: We're <laughs> keeping that. the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. No. Be afraid. Be very afraid. There is nothing to fear
1: except God. Do I look like someone who cares what God thinks?
0: You're listening to a podcast exploring faith and fear, what scares us and what saves us. This is The Fear of God. everybody i am we are right now i am here with my good friend jason eakin jason say hi to everybody everybody. so and unfortunately nathan can't be here today but that is for purely geographic reasons because he's in north carolina uh we are right now about to get into the line for universal studios hollywood halloween horror nights i am so excited about this this is my very first time Attending an event like this. And Jason, what time is it for you? This is number three. This is number three for you. Um, so uh, we've got a good lineup here. I'm lo- just looking at the, just looking, scoping everything out. We got American Horror Story, which is probably what we're going to hit up first. We got Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Freddy versus Jason, Walking Dead. We have some freakish looking clowns on the terror tram, Krampus, which I'm really curious to see what they do with that. Uh, the Purge. I think those are just the scare zones where you just walk through and yes, people get mean with you. Uh, then you got Halloween, and then the the Coup de gras, the absolute ultimate. Uh, I'm hoping that it lives up to the reputation of its film. the 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 maze that got me to buy my ticket was The Exorcist. So, uh, so yeah. So we'll be coming to you periodically. And uh, Jason, I'm excited. Thanks for being here. We'll see you later. Oh boy, all right, we are on the Universal Studios back lot. Wonder how many famous people will see. I'm gonna vote none. I'm gonna vote none. All right, all right, American Horror Story. This right here. All right, we will be back. Okay, thank you.
1: This is in this it. Is a in the city of angels. The um, murder house. Good grief. Just don't punch me
0: in the face. Wow, that is... That is unacceptable! Un... unacceptable! Oh my God! Alright, that's... Ah, forget it! How was that? You have fun?
1: Woo! Oh! All right!
0: How'd you feel about that, Jason?
1: Woo. I, uh... That was scary.
0: Now, this one, I gotta be honest, I'm a little nervous about. Freddy Krueger, I have never been in an attraction or in an event where, Freddy, where a person in Freddy Krueger mask existed. So, uh... This is gonna be fascinating. So, how about I'll go first this time? You took it on the chin last time, I'll take it this time. Thanks, man. Oh gosh, we're right in the thick of it here. I just saw Freddy! Oh my gosh, I just saw Freddie. Jason, are you there, are you okay? I just gotta know where you are, Jason, that's all I know. You know, you call for Jason in this place and you guys no There he is! That's him! That's him! Woo! Woo! How'd you feel about that? Whoa!
1: I found that one. I think because I know the characters, I found that extremely scary.
0: Oh my, this has got to be, for me, the most impressive exterior of a maze I've seen so far. I mean, we have a lot more to visit, but this is incredible. And this guy right here,
1: Merry Christmas
0: Merry Christmas to you, too. You've got to ask my wife, I do not know, I do not know how that counts. Oh, Grandpa Snows, okay, that's comforting. Jason are you first or my first? Uh, not Let's not go fair. together. Let's go together. Something is not Oh wow. Wow. No 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 no. No 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 no. No 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 big... no. no. No 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 no. Oh my gosh. Huh, huh. Oh my Oh my, oh my, all of these walls look like they give way. That one does, that one does. Okay, okay, that one does. Maybe not all of them do, but that one did. Okay. Wow. Wow, man. That felt so good, that ice cherry thing. Oh no, I have a feeling more than one of these are real. No
1: way, no!
0: Oh my gosh! That is... bread man gingerbread my hat my friend is drenched in sweat that one they they get right all up in your business man they get right they get right all on you that one lady the one uh in the, in the American Horror... Uh, yeah, in the Freak Show portion of that maze. That was... Uh, she was up close and personal, man. She was right there.
1: Yes. I'll, but I'll tell you, let me, let me praise American Horror Story. And But I think this is just a theme. Like, there was a weird-looking bald baby-type person oh, coming yes. out of a bed. Yes, I remember that, yes. That was really effective, and the girl who's severed in half, who's being tortured. That was pretty effective. Those were the two most effective. I think there's just something about half a person. There's yeah, something about the disembodiment.
0: <laughs> it's going to be much worse in the dark. Yes. Oh. I did it, though. You did it. I did it. How would that feel? I could feel... Oh, man, I'm so happy that I was able to take in so much of it. Some of those rooms yeah. looked so incredible. Do you understand me? What do say? Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I love me, me first or you first?
1: Whatever you like.
0: Will you go first this time? Yeah. They're like, both of you, both of you, get it. Terrifying. That's really terrifying. Oh my god, that's really terrifying. They got not go. There. They go there. Oh! oh! Whoa! No way! No way. Oh. oh my god, it's her. Oh my god, that's incredible. side of pumpkin how you doing
1: that was, great.
0: that was great i loved that i loved that pumpkin that huge pumpkin that you walked through yeah i gotta say my pick for favorite moment so far it wasn't necessarily the scariest moment yeah but that was incredible, walking through this gigantic pumpkin. Do you like Halloween too? Yeah. I enjoy it so much. I think it's under
1: underappreciated. It was it was the novelty that I thought like exploded my mind in terms of writing. Like, oh, oh I didn't realize you could do that. You could start the moment the first one out. Like, oh, that's awesome. I, knew I had seen Back to the Future kind of do that, but it hadn't really registered. In the same way. Right, 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 right. Because it's different with fear. It it's is different. Yeah.
0: What I like so much about Halloween 2 is that it takes you into another location like the common household where you're supposed to feel safe. Yes. You're supposed to feel safe in a hospital. The doctors are gonna take care of you, they're gonna they're gonna treat you, you're gonna be fine. But that is not the case.
1: <laughs> right. And it's also cool. I can't remember how much they do this in the second one, but they've kind of heard like, oh, hey, something's something's been happening. There's going to be some like dead bodies or something like. So they're kind of tangentially aware of the movie we just watched. Okay. Here's here's my general thought. Hi. Right. The more you as the, the, I guess, patron Uh are in touch with the iconography of a particular maze, the better it is. I agree. I guess the one exception to that is Krampus, because I haven't seen that movie. Oh, But okay. that iconography is all, it's all the bastardization of Christmas. So Look. even though I haven't seen it, the idea of that iconography, everyone's, that's why that is such a great choice, because everyone's familiar with Christmas. And so when you twist Christmas, it becomes I- incredibly scary.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I think my, I think talking about Krampus. Krampus still gets my pick for best maze design. Absolutely, hands down. The the, the production, the craft in the, the manufacturing of the house, the interiors. Yeah. they concentrate. Halloween
1: might be a close second.
0: I agree with that because that pumpkin moment in Halloween. Yeah. is outstanding.
1: And walking through the two things, walking through the house. Yes. And then in the hospital. Oh my. The moment from the second movie of burning the woman's face in the hot tub.
0: I don't know if you saw you were ahead of me that guy locked eyes on me oh yeah so he's so he's yeah. boiling her face in the in the in yeah. the water and then he locks eyes on me and follows me the whole way through I was watching him
1: watch you and it was scaring me
0: <laughs> and then he he reaches out right as I walk through the thing oh, yeah. reaches right for my face that was that was a moment yeah. that got me and the, uh, the, the the Freddy versus Jason we talked quite a bit about how and I love the way you put it this maze, as it's designed, is not really Freddy versus Jason. It's Freddy and Jason. Yeah. And the, the moment wonderful. My favorite, you know, I have other moments that I would say, you know, Krampus better designed. Uh, Halloween, that pumpkin thing was outstanding. I never saw yeah. it coming. Oh, and I, I haven't mentioned this to you yet, but the uh, the the glow-in-the-dark pumpkin heads. Yeah. before you walk into that thing. That was outstanding. But the other thing that I will say about Freddy vs. Jason is that moment when Freddy got me. I can always say Freddy got me because yeah. walking past the scene where the two of them are just watching you and waiting for you, and I was not expecting, you know, because I locked eyes with Freddy, and I was like, oh, man, this guy looks good. Uh-huh. This guy looks really good. But then when I turned that corner and the guy pulls away the wall and, and just, boo yeah, yeah. that... That got me. That genuinely made me jump. And I still have such outstanding affection for Halloween and for Michael Myers. That just seeing that moment, seeing the moment, I'll tell you what I got was, uh, so seeing the moment where Loomis is shooting him off the balcony in the house. But then later, seeing Lori Uh down there on the floor shooting up at him and they've got the clips from the movie, Michael, Michael, you know, like that gave me chills. the, The eeriness
1: of walking through that house. Yes. At the beginning.
0: Oh, and the fact that the TV had the uh-huh. thing from another world playing. Yep. Huge so kudos to them.
1: Yeah, and just, I know it's like, it's such a small thing, but there was like a news report or something. Oh, um, yeah. I don't remember if it was from one of the movies. It's from Halloween 2. Is it? That's okay. from Halloween 2, yeah. And so it just puts you in that year, in that time, in that place. Completely just, agree. Even like, that was a, that was one of the more subtle mazes, I think. I agree. Ways, which is weird to say, but there were a lot of times like just walking through like the room with all the monitors and then like, and there's like a guy, you know, a security guy with his, an ax through his head or something. Oh, right, 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 and right. Then, right. Did you see on one of the monitors what like Michael came out at you? Yes, yes, yes. That was cool. Even that was scary.
0: Oh, that's so fantastic. Yeah, we can, the terror tram is straight ahead. Let's do it. I will prepare you that... I may linger a moment on uh, in and around the Psycho House. I have been told that there's a point at which we are allowed to exit the tram and walk around. Yep. I I mentioned to you earlier that I saw Nightmare on Elm Street when I was eight. I saw Psycho when I was six. Oh, my God. So, Psycho was the first scary movie I remember seeing. Psycho is so special to me. And I will say that... uh, you know, just Bates Motel, if I have the opportunity, I don't know if they'll let us do this here, but if I have the opportunity to get off and walk around Bates Motel, see the house, that's just going to that's gonna be a big deal yeah. for me. It's so going to be a very big so deal. it's not so
1: much that you're allowed to get off, it's that you are required to get off. That's awesome. Okay, that's
0: awesome. Good luck, everybody. I hope you make it back. <laughs> Uh, 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 All right (laughs) (laughs) That is not okay They are everywhere (laughs) Does he touch you with that thing?
1: Oh what's happening but you and I
0: are standing still and as yet nobody's tried to scare us and it's really fascinating to watch like I've been wa- I've watched people walk right by us. I'm sure it will eventually happen but we are not fodder when we're standing still. It's somewhat amazing.
1: Well the scare is based on surprise. Wow. If you're watching and looking you're not surprised. That's true.
0: Be a. I mean, I, I can't draw an immediate parallel, but there might be some sort of significance to the whole idea of standing still, and uh, and not being vulnerable in any way. Yeah. Like we're right, we're out in the open. We're right in front of this thing. It's been probably what feels like four or five minutes. They're
1: a collective tyrannosaurus Rex.
0: I love that. A collective Tyrannosaurus Rex. Absolutely. Oh, that's a fake. Oh. <laughs> the moment we walk. The moment we walk. Look at that. Four attempts. We've taken three steps, Jason. We've taken three steps. Four attempts. We stood there for five or six minutes. Nobody came near us. We Right out in the open. The point is, you stand still. One of the things that I find so fascinating about this maze, and it's an exercise for me, it's a sort of a, a, a fantasy exercise that I'm doing. Because I know, mentally, they can't touch me. And like their entire purpose for being here is to fill you with anxiety and dread. But they have no legitimate power over you. Yeah. They can't touch you. You know it, but even though
1: you know it, still, You're kind of tricked. Um, So, what what is it? When you you walk through this, are you thinking, keep telling yourself it's not real, keep telling yourself it's not real, or are you thinking, oh man! Like, are are you just, does your mind automatically just snap to believing it?
0: It kind of depends. So, I noticed something when we were walking through the exorcist maze. It was very dark in there, in places. And even though we walked through it at a time when the sun was kind of up, I noticed there were places where it was like, it was pitch black. And there was something about knowing at any moment something is gonna pop or snap or be loud. Something's gonna reach out for me. And so what I had to keep telling myself is I had to keep reminding myself, I am secure, I am safe. You heard me earlier. Uh talking to myself through it. Um, That was very literally like, even when I wasn't talking to myself, in my head, I'm telling myself, I'm safe, nothing's going to harm me, nothing's going to try to harm me. I am afraid of taking
1: myself out of the moment and uh, detaching too much. Interesting. So that it doesn't scare me. And I think I was mentally doing it was just getting my bearings right I understand so going through it a second time was more fun because I like to because like you said they can't hurt me right so it's a safe time and a safe place but it is like okay let's put myself in the maximum amount of danger right now because there is no danger actually it's so true I am always like all right There's the boundary. I know I can't be hurt. Let me walk right up to the precipice of being hurt then. Exactly. That will be the closest thing. That will be the scariest, most fun thing. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Now, what
0: I find so interesting about that, so we always do on the show, we always have fun with the movie, talk about scary moments, things that really freaked us out, and then talk about like some themes. And uh, one of the things that I thought about in just experiencing this cuz that was a question I get asked at work like why in the world are you doing this why are you putting this you putting yourself through this and i think for me i'll say it this way i'll say a very i'll say a very sunday school for you so the authority under which these things operate these things being the mazes the the mazes the scare actors the authority under which they operate dictates they can't touch me right they can't harm me they can't do anything that the authority under which they operate says they can't do right and i think what's interesting about it i don't know if you and i have had this conversation ever but i have a very specific idea about evil in general so here's where I'm going to explore with you for a minute, Jason, so bear with me for a second. Here's my human understanding and attempt to scratch at what the nature of evil is. If we think about the fact that, you know, demons, demonic forces, Scripture tells us they used to be angels, now they're not. And so what I think about is I think about them as an appetite that can never be satisfied. So it never made much sense to me that people would say, like, oh, the devil will try to destroy you. one want souls for hell and everything like that. It never made any sense to me. I'm sitting here like, why in the world, if he knows he's already lost, why is he going to continue to try to, like, siphon off Christians? Like, that's just stupid. Like, he's just, he's just dumb because he knows he's already
1: lost. Like, what's he going to do, go down swinging, raising his fist? Yeah. Most people at some point concede. And if he's not conceding, what must that mean? Exactly. Yeah. So here's what I began to think about. What if
0: you were once in the presence of total fulfillment and you lacked literally nothing, Uh but then you were suddenly, irreparably cut off from that feeling, from that sensation. You were irreparably cut off from the feeling of satisfaction and fulfillment in your life. Now, if that were to happen, what if your only option to get that feeling again was to feed off of others who were experiencing it? off of believers, off of just decent, good happening in the world that generates joy, that generates peace, that generates hope. If you were a being that could not experience those things, what if the only way you could experience them was to Uh, steal them, in a sense, from people who did experience them? Right. The idea of evil as robbing robbing joy
1: robbing right? joy exactly robbing joy robbing peace robbing hope and if you think of i know this is a silly example but if you think of monsters inc
0: oh yeah 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 yeah
1: like, Yeah. i was just thinking about that as you were talking like joy is much more powerful fear seems easier yeah exactly you know and so it's like well if we can't make him laugh we're going to at least for the first 90 percent of that movie they're going to try to scare them because that's the closest essentially robbing doing the inverse making a person feel the opposite of joy is the closest thing evil can get to getting that joy back
0: yeah and uh we will i want to hear more of your thoughts on that we'll table it as we are about to get eaten by zombies I guess I just want to know, because we were about to walk in and face zombies, and so we had to stop. I guess I I just want to know if you had any specific thoughts on, let's start with the whole
1: evil as appetite idea. It's funny that you mentioned zombies in this discussion of evil as appetite, you know I mean vampires are are kind of this way as well they're insatiable they can never die and they're always on the lookout for more and more and more Um, but zombies because there is a mass of them and they have an unstoppable appetite for destruction. You know, there's a subtlety to continue the vampire thing. There's a subtlety to vampires. There is nothing subtle about zombies. Right, right. the more the appetite is fed, the more the appetite grows, because the more zombies there are. So, in that sense, there, there is a... Uh, there's certainly a parallel that evil begets evil. Sure. And that the appetite doesn't The appetite for evil is not satisfied. Yeah, you're right. You're right.
0: As if you could view it this way. You could view it as the presence of evil is an appetite that will never be satisfied. The presence of God is a fulfillment that will never abate. There is no need or lack in it. Yeah. And when you are cut off from the substance and source of lacking
1: nothing, Uh Uh-huh. What are you left with? You're left with hunger. You're left with appetite. Yeah. Well, I was even just thinking of the idea of one. I'm thinking of communion. That we need to, in a way, consume God. We need God in us, we right. God in right with us. Right. But it's it's that idea that the appetite for sin and the appetite for I think there's that verse in the Bible that my wife has my wife's quoted to me before that you know men keep inventing new ways to do evil. Yeah. because our appetite for it is never satisfied. There's an appetite for selfishness. There's yeah. an appetite for sometimes self-destruction. Yeah. Like, I know this is bad for me, but you know what? I'm gonna do, and at least then I'm in control. Even right. if I'm self-destructive, at least I'm, I'm making the decision. Whereas there's something that can be very scary about not satisfying that appetite, and, and I'm just thinking now in like psychological terms. Once you com- if you are continually committing any sin, you are creating mental pathways that that is the path of the least resistance. Sure, it's the path that is easiest, and then that tricks you into thinking that's who I am. Right, but it's really just that we've done it so much that we've trained our brain to preempt what we want to do and it already knows what we want to do because we've done it so many times it's created a neural highway and the shortest route to get there and then we trick ourselves and say oh that just must be who i am right it's not it's just who you have been a lot yes now you feel like if you don't do it that you're lying to yourself or that you're you're not fulfilling something Uh, you're not fulfilling a genuine need when you created the need in the first place. You know, I was just reading, I'm I'm reading through Psalms, and I think it's Psalm 138 or 139, I wanna say somewhere around there. Okay. But there's a a collection of verses that I underlined that I love so so much, which are something to the effect of, like, you know my anxious heart. You know my anxious thoughts. Yes. And I thought that was so profound. Which is why it's so important to continually pray for conviction. Like that's something that I've prayed for quite a bit. Like especially when I'm dealing with a sin I keep committing, I remember so many moments praying, "Please keep convicting me. Right. Just don't let conviction be something that gets uh, that becomes a, a lower and lower voice, or that the volume is turned down lower and lower upon." Right. That's so good. with uh. <laughs> I wanted to pose this question to you. How much difference on a moment-to-moment level is walking through a scary maze from watching a scary movie?
0: Well, I think the first thing that comes to mind is obviously the third dimension. Sure. You're present in the same space. Uh-huh. It's immediately other in a movie. Right, right. But we had an experience to I had an experience just earlier in uh, Krampus because we had gone through the maze before i knew a particular scare was coming that when we went through it the first time i ducked for uh-huh and i i knew it was coming and i, I watched him i felt so proud of myself cuz i it was one of the few times where i was like i know this scare is coming and i watched him come down from the thing from and, the ceiling from the ceiling yeah. and i got to appreciate the character design and i got to appreciate the moment and yeah, it's, I think the difference for me in experiencing something like this is, you could always pause a movie, you could always eject the movie, but this, you have to make the continual choice to continue walking into frightening scenarios. Uh-huh. And I think to me, I've experienced through the night, like, my, my, my fear level has actually gone down significantly. I know that they will not hurt me. Right. right. And you step into like I was noticing when we went through the Halloween one the last time. Like you step into the room, and you take and you take in the room. You and I commented about that really, probably my favorite moment in the Halloween maze is when he's dipping her face into the boiling water, and, and just the effectiveness of stepping into that moment and looking around and seeing what seeing what's happening. Um, <laughs> You know, I don't. I don't have the scriptural references in front of me, and I don't know them. But like, I'm thinking about. I think about two things. I think about Job, troublesome little book that is. Yeah. But I think about how the devil had to come and, and basically get permission to touch him. And we could we could debate left, right, up, and down about the value. Or reason or purpose behind the wager at all, the wager's existence and why God took it and all this other sort of stuff. But my point being, it's interesting because he, he couldn't lay a hand on Job. Right. But I find so frequently that that's the. I mean, we are after, after this Freddy vs. Jason maze, we're going to go back to, to The Exorcist, which is a, a story about a girl who's been possessed by a demon. Yeah. And I think one of the things that's fascinating is is I feel that we ourselves imbue power or assign power to the enemy that he simply does not have over us. we basically step into the territory where he's gonna try to be the opportunist and terrify us and we we believe the lie we believe it that the other moment that I think of besides Job and the wager there is everything I think of the fact that when Jesus was standing in front of Pilate it's a powerful moment to me and one of the most important moments in Scripture Jesus is standing before Pilate and Pilate says, "Why? You know, essentially, why are you remaining silent? Like, don't you don't you know I have the power to release you or to have you crucified?" And what's so powerful to me about that moment is that Jesus looks right at him and he's bloodied, beaten, broken, looks right at him and says, "You have no power over me unless it's been given to you from above," and that is if i may sort of wrap a bow on the whole thing that's one of the main things that i wanted to talk about in the context of our show and the context of an event like this is that idea of you have no power over me unless it's been given you from above yeah
1: yeah we serve the god who is all powerful yes we don't serve a God who says like, oh no, the devil, he's powerful, so he tricked us and right. oh, now that happened. You know, it, it, in terms of ascribing things to Satan or to God, it's very easy to, oh well if things didn't go my way, maybe that was Satan. right. If they didn't right. go the way I wanted, maybe that was Satan because that couldn't possibly be God doing something actively in my life right because
0: we too uh we too often dismiss the negative things that happen to us as if they are mistakes yeah Who maybe is actually doing something for our good, for our good. I just, I I can't thank you enough for holding my hand and being willing to go first through several of these, of these mazes. Uh, And uh, this has been a ton of fun for me. I hope you've had a good time. I've had a blast. Dude, what would you say your, what was your, what was your favorite maze? Freddy vs. Jason. That was mine, too. My yeah. the favorite, in terms of craftsmanship, recognition of iconography, yeah. scares, it was Freddy versus Jason.
1: Yeah. Um, the fact that, you know, in a lot of these, we're kind of seeing some random things scaring us, which is sometimes effective. In that one there's anything but Freddie or Jason doing the scaring. Correct. Correct. So, it's strangely intimate. Uh, you know, the fact that there are so many moments where both of them end up coming at you, and especially like we talked about, the fact that we did it again at night was key. It, we heard so much more, there was so much more sound design I picked up on. Absolutely. There was so much more, um, even visually, everything was scarier because there were a couple points where light wasn't pouring in. It was just dark. Absolutely. Um, it was incredible. Yeah. And I was so proud of myself that
0: the second time we went through Krampus, I stared right at that sucker for that uh, oh. for that scare. And that was, oh man. Well, and I will say too, you know, we are about to end the night with what we were most anticipating going in. Yeah. I think it's fitting that we're closing the night out with the exorcist even though it wasn't initially kind of quite what we were expecting perhaps in the dark that will change but uh i'm sure it's good. oh my gosh we're approaching it oh it is coming right up well I did not even this was not 50 minutes no and i'm i'm pretty thankful for that but i yeah, me too but i tell you uh, again jason thanks so much for being on the show uh we say every episode of the show that the fear of god is the beginning of wisdom but not the end of the conversation and thanks so much for all these conversations you've had with me today My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's been great. It's been great. All right, guys, we'll see you next time. And uh, very, very, very happy Halloween. One of the things that, um, again, calling back to uh, C.S. Lewis, he said if there's anything that the devil can't stand, it's to be mocked.
1: So much of horror traffics in a very in a very obvious and deliberate way with something that has been lost or something that has been broken. It it can help us.
0: frequently dismiss the very beneficial service that confronting scary things can do for us, for helping us in the right context to recognize dangers that we should stay away from in our
1: real life. The most dangerous place to be in is a place of false security. Oh, absolutely.
0: You and I both have significant others who would uh, not be caught dead at an event like this. And they certainly wouldn't be caught alive yet. No, not in in the slightest. But uh, with my wife, yeah, I'm very protective of specific things that I'm like, okay, she can't really watch this, you know?
1: over to these, to this scariness that can try to reveal something about yourself. And that's yes. kind of cool. And it reveals something that can reveal things about the relationship if you come through with someone you're romantically involved with.
0: Enjoy this and have fun with it you know if this kind of thing offends your sensibilities or, or it's gonna just riddle you with anxiety you shouldn't participate yeah not worth you know it, it is not absolutely worth it. not worth it
1: now, I will admit there was one time because someone popped out and admittedly, the timing wasn't quite right. It was just a little early. Oh, so as a joke, I turned to them and I said, "You were just a toucher."
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> I'm sure they appreciate you. They're watching
0: all night for you to come back through the maze. Never the director. So. Oh, absolutely. Where there was basically like a... He had to fight a troll on the bridge. And I don't remember the plot of the story nearly at all. Okay. But I remember a statement in the story that has stayed with me because it struck me as accidentally quite profound. Uh, the statement in the story was, I guess I guess you never quite get across the bridge without having to face the troll. Huh. And I thought, what an oddly appropriate metaphor for like... Crossing into new territory and, yeah. and transitions like, and all of this kind of stuff, you know, like that's that's the part that, uh, again, accidentally profound. But I was like, wow, yeah, I guess sometimes you really don't get across the bridge without having to face down the troll. Yeah, it's what the purge tunnel just reminded me of. Are you guys getting a Pokemon? Po- 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 we do not play no. Pokemon. My apologies. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No. I don't want to
1: offend you. Oh, there's no offense. There's no offense. You catch them all. Good luck.